Yeah, fucking come at me, John. I'm ripped. Welcome back to Would John Rather. I'm here with John and John. John and John, how are we? Well, I'm John, and I am not yet a qualified alpinist. Uh, I'm John, and I'm still not an aircraft engineer. Okay, I'm going to question, is an alpinist, are they the people that eat cereal? Yes. Yeah. Exclusively alpine. Exclusively eating... It's it's like the Kellogg's Challenge, but instead of two meals a day, it's three. And if he snacks, he has to snack on the alpine bars. (laughs) And what what do we do for meals? Alpine. Ah, bowls of alpine. Or fistfuls needs to go for a picnic. You can also eat anything that you find in the wilderness in the Alps. Like squirrels. Mountain if goats. You, if you can catch it. Okay. It's part part of the... Alpine shrubs. <laughs> yeah, you can eat the shrubs. That's allowed. Anything that naturally glo- grows in an alpine environment, you can have it. Like a, like a skier. Plus, <laughs> plus, plus, <laughs> alpine, plus alpine cereal. I don't know whether I'd rather eat alpine cereal or just lick a pine tree. That's wait, wait, how... wait, 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 no. It's my week. I ask the questions here. Oh, well, that's a, that's a good segue. Yeah, if for anyone that doesn't know, would John rather? The, normally, somebody not called John or somebody called John asks the other two people questions, and we have to answer honestly. And when we eventually get funding, we then have to live with those choices. We've already got this. We've got the would John rather scientists in the... Uh, lab already working on some of the the more complicated procedures i guess i mean they're currently breeding extremely aggressive crows i know that much so okay um can we dive right in a bit late for that (laughs) okay um would you rather attract a mate by dancing or with elaborate plumage i'm gonna go with elaborate plumage seeing as i've recently shaved the fall of my hair because as previously established in the canon of our lives, we've seen John dancing and <laughs> I, th- I think his current wife shouldn't say current, should just say wife. Uh, but I think I think my first wife, wife. Your, your first wife. I think she's probably one of the few people that would be attracted to you with your dancing, which makes her the perfect match. And can we, can we refer to her as John's ex-girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, technically. Technically. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, John, you can take that as a compliment by me saying how perfect your uh, ex-girlfriend is for you, or fo- <laughs> focus focus more realistically on what an awful dancer you are. It's, it's your choice whether you're going to take the glass half full or the glass half empty. I've, I've never been one for a lot of plumage. Uh, apart I mean, apart from when you, when you dyed your hair red in school. Yeah, apart from then. And I don't think I I have always quite liked bright coloured clothing, but I don't think that's what's attracted women. I think the thing that makes me so attractive to women is my dance moves. Uh, so are you the, saying your horizontal bright stripy jumpers were a defence mechanism to ward away? Yeah, it was, it's, yeah. I think that that was the thing is when when I dance, there's too many women coming towards me. So I need some of the bright colours to sort of make them go, oh, he's a bit too wacky. Scare the weaker ones away. Yeah, it's a useful, it's a useful defence mechanism. 
Yeah, you need someone who can cope with that level of bright. I mean, I've, I've seen you dance, and I'm not entirely convinced that they weren't female bouncers asking you to leave. Uh, John's uh, ability to make both of his arms look completely independent of his own body. <laughs> it's like that thing where someone's got like part of their brain has decided it's going to do its own thing and doesn't control the mouth or the eyes, but controls one arm. So what you're trying to say is John dancing looks like he's having a seizure. No. I, that that I sounded like what you were saying, and I think that's I incredibly harsh. All right, Captain Feathers. Tell me more about how you're going to stick a feather in your hat and call it macaroni. Well, I'm going to get a feather and I'm going to stick it in my hat and I'm going to call it my friend Tony. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have feathers. I'm a human. That's ridiculous. I would. Uh, so what would I think my, my, my plumage would be the mohawk that Rufio has from Hook. And I would also wear the outfit because... You're going to get noticed, and that's the main thing. You need to stand out in the crowd. Everybody leaves the uh, the beige T-shirt on the coat hanger in the shop till last. Everyone's picking the bright colours, the cool colours. And, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest fight is getting noticed first. But are we talking about getting noticed for the right reasons or being noticed because people are pointing? Oh, advertising is good advertising. That's not the phrase, is it? Any All publicity is. All publicity is good publicity, exactly. Can't believe we've just helped him with that. Yeah. Both of us. And uh, plus, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't just need to wear the outfit and have the clothes. I'd crow like Rufio does as well. I'm just going to have to nod and agree because I I've seen Hook, but I I can't remember any of it. You can't remember any of Hook. No. Bangarang. Mm, isn't that a song by Skrillex? Which was named after what they say in Hook. Oh, okay. I once got asked to leave a club because I was dancing by myself, and I guess the bouncer decided that I'd had enough. I don't. That was all I did was just dancing by myself, and I had to stand outside and wait for my friends to also get removed by the bouncers. And that took <laughs> that took at least an hour. Because um, you've got very friends. I think my skill set uh, is probably better tuned to having lovely conversations outside of a club than trying to speak over the the loud music. And so I think my dance moves moving me to the outside of the club is more likely to be effective in attracting a mate where I can lecture them on I don't know about you but being lectured is not a turn on for me yeah and you're supposed Ex to be using your dance moves to attract a mate not using your dance moves to remove you to a situation where you're more likely to have a chance with a mate I mean you're fairly likely you're a, you're a, you're a handsome lad John and I'm pretty sure that if you committed a crime and went to jail you'd definitely find a mate <laughs> but that's that's unfortunately not the uh Unless the dancing gets you arrested, which I don't think is that bad. I think that I'm, the point is <laughs> that I'm making is that dancing puts me in great, in my experience, it puts me in great opportunities where this can happen. This is just one of the examples. 
<laughs> one... Matt, can you come up with an example that is one that I may understand because Rufio's lost on me, I'm afraid. Sorry to everyone else who does appreciate Rufio, but... Uh, uh, Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. I bet he got ooh, the Puna, all the Poonani. Um, I think he had bigger fish to fry than, that, than worrying about. And that's that's another thing. If he's good at cooking, it's got to help with the ladies. We're, we're after plumage, not making them breakfast in the morning. Because you need to seal the deal with the plumage, and then you can keep them around if you want them by making the breakfast. Well... I think people are inherently shallow. I think that's why Tinder exists. So you've got to have the right look, the right style to attract someone. That's why... Also the right dance moves. I need to find something that one of you is going to say that trumps the other one completely. I think... I I need a vision. I need a vision. Give me a vision of your position. as, As John has proved, he is more likely to get some by not dancing than by dancing. He said that himself with his own two lips. No, because if I had if I hadn't been dancing, I never would have been thrown out of that club. Did getting thrown out of that club get you laid? No. Well, not, that, not specifically. I, I do not accept that as proof. Right. Okay. <laughs> we we are going to need an outfit that you have worn that's got you laid. Uh, specifically, okay. outfit. Right. Not not your charming personality or you buying your drinks. The fur coat genuinely got you laid. Uh, did it? I mean, you're crashing it, so I'm assuming it didn't. We all know it definitely wasn't my personality. You put on this weird thing where you suddenly become irresistible and you just go, "I can do anything I want," and chat out women and get, you know, way way in above your pay grade. You just have this, well, you used to have this amazing ability yeah, to do I was, it. I was, I was about to say, I've, I've, it was I've keeping girlfriends that you struggle. Hey, I'm not doing too badly at the moment. It's been six weeks. Uh, it's been over a year. Or to do that, to do that awful thing that parents do it's been 13 months God, I hope. Um, congratulations well you've seen how i dress i definitely wear i wouldn't say normal clothing i've had people come up and talk to me about my oh how do you miss that so plumage i'll adapt it i have definitely got chatting to a girl because of my rather large and colorful chest tattoo which i ended up sleeping with and she started talking to me purely based on my chest tattoo and that's pretty much as close to plumage as I can get. And that's permanent clothing. So, check. You're going to need a pretty strong argument, John. Uh, and unfortunately, this is a podcast, not a TV show, because otherwise you could show us in dance. Yeah, I would I would show you a dance that would have you enthralled. But sadly... If we had a TV show, it'd be like... Um, L- Lauren's got me on to uh, watching dash cam compilations on youtube and it's because it's, it's, it's mesmerizing some of the idiots you get on the road they're just it's like vines but instead it's actually watching people that are just like pulling out into roads and it's like when you drive past a car that's on fire you're not looking because you're glad the car's on fire you're just looking because you're, you're obsessed with it i think that's what it'd be like if you were dancing if we had a tv show People wouldn't, wouldn't, they wouldn't turn over. They would just be mesmerised. You, you know what that's called? It's called car crash television. You can't help but watch. Yeah. You just describe John dancing <laughs> as a car crash. John, have you got any defence to that, or I have to give it to Matt? Uh, I don't. Any defence at think, all? I don't think you need to defend. I think one of the things that's so great about having a car crash dance style is that 
people do look. You grab their attention, and that's that's the point. They're mesmerised, and then you... You know those little fish at the bottom of the ocean that have, like, a little... Anglerfish. Light. They have, like, a little light that hangs over their jaws, and that the little fish get mesmerised by the light, and then they snap, get eaten all up. Yeah, that's what my dance moves do to women. Or men. I've just got this vision of you, like... 70s get up Saturday Night Fever style in the middle of a discotheque like empty dance floor just you throwing and I want to call them shapes but I think with you geometry is probably more suited and you do <laughs> you do that that dance move where you cast out your line and, and start reeling someone in and they with don't an they, stick. and but they don't they don't know why but they're just drawn into it yeah but it works in actual fact I think it'd be more like when the drunk homeless people are whispering into their can walking across town they would actively avoid it well i'm going to, have to give matt the win because he is he is living living the uh, dream with his plumage and john didn't really have much of an argument apart from getting kicked out of a club which isn't something we should all strive for it is <laughs> i've been kicked out of many a clubs but i don't think ever for how i was dancing <laughs> Okay, um, endorsement of the week. Who's called that today? I'd like to endorse handrails. They they stop old people from falling downstairs. Uh, they're also useful if you're carrying heavy shopping upstairs. You've got something to lean on or help pull you up. Uh, and with so many people these days being killed by slippers falling down the stairs, at least if you've got a handrail, you've got a fighting chance. When you said slippers, you do. Did you mean the shoes? Yeah, like. Is that something that's a thing? Look it up. I'm, I'm I think more people right die from slippers than like sharks. Wow. More Americans die because of their own toilets than shark tanks across the world. Okay. Well, I don't own slippers, and I'll continue to not own slippers in that case. But do invest in a handrail. However. I am quite certain that slippers in and about the house would be safer than flippers in about and the house. Yeah. John, yes, you're, again, you're it's my question week. No, no. I've wasted all this gold. You are wasting your gold. Right. My next would you rather question is, would you rather live forever as a digital brain or the internet or be cryogenically frozen and be brought back to life when they have their technology to do so safely? So when you say digitally, so we'd just be an AI that lives on the internet, a bit like Digimon. Um, or what was that film with Johnny Depp that came out recently? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking of. Transcendence. Oh. But without being able to 3D print yourself a new body, just live forever as a as a program. Oh, I... then 100% digital. Oh. Well, tell you what, John. I have got one very valid reason that I'd want to be digital, and if you can top my idea, then I will secede and you can take over. Oh, no, 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 no. I obviously definitely wanted to be frozen and brought back to life in the future. Ah, you were Uh, playing a game with me. Reverse psychology. (laughs) Yes, yes, of course, because obviously it's the better option. Uh, I mean, it'd be so entertaining to do that, that they made an entire... TV series out of it called Futurama. Oh, they did. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I can't wait to make friends with my robot pal and my lobster, lobster doctor. doctor. <laughs> but the, the difference was he didn't really have many people that he'd miss. All that would miss him. He had his dog and his mum that had gone mad. Other than that, he didn't have anyone. You, I, you've got lots of people that would miss you, John. But if you live forever as a digital person you are, and you're the only one that's doing that, as I assume I'm the only one being frozen, uh, then you're also going to have to live through all of your friends and family dying. Yeah, but I get to live through them all dying. You're just going to be frozen and then that's it. Tomorrow, you're gone. You're not part of their lives. And when you wake up, no time has passed for you and everyone you know and care about is dead. Me, I'm going to be motherfucking Night Rider. You're going to have your AI put into a car. Yep. But it will be a car that's got Wi-Fi, so if they, someone does try and like torch it or set it on fire... Well, I'll, I'd, have, I'd have backups everywhere anyway, just in case that was to happen. But primarily, yeah, I'd be Night Rider. And when we've got the technology, I'd be Optimus fucking Prime. God, I couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> well, you the... stomping around as a giant 20-foot robot, <laughs> dispensing law and justice upon yourself, or upon people, because no one can stop you. Yeah. I think I'd also think... <gasps> really enjoy... I went to one of... I studied history at university. I think it'd be really great to come back in the future, and then I could just go walking straight as professor of history of the early 21st century and speak with a lot of authority about what happened and the different yeah but the thing is you you're not going to know what everyone's asking which is how did brexit end (laughs) i doubt that they'll be asking that question because we'll still be sorting it out But I, in answer, (laughs) remember. Shut up! (laughs) She's eating my slipper. Ah, that's how you die. She knows. (laughs) She knows knows that. Mouth of it right now. The the thing is, it's a danger. That's why dogs are your your best friend because they try and stop you from dying from slippers. If you think about when when people talk (laughs) about certain parts of history, before. Before sort of the 1950s, I guess, it was like actually things that were happening. But since then, history is probably comprised of like two parts. It's got the history of the important things that are happening, you know, science and technology and medicine. And then the non-important things like, you know, pop culture. What happened Cleopatra War? Yeah, it, but there'd, be, there'd, be, there'd be questions about things like who won, what happened during these Olympics and... Uh, what what was this celebrity famous for that caused all of that that you wouldn't be an expert on and I think that's how what what our lives where we're living now that'll be a large part of the future history because if you think how much pop culture has affected the world since we've been alive it's probably just as important as some of the scientific breakthroughs. I don't think Kim Kardashian balancing a champagne glass on her ass is as good as curing cancer. No, no offense to Kim Kardashian. But having a dad that was a world-class Olympian that then defended O.J. Simpson in a trial and then had a sex change and raised a bunch of complete idiots that made millions upon millions of pounds based purely on his slash her career and the fact that his oldest daughter got caught having sex with a lesser-known rapper, 
that's quite a compelling and interesting sort of story that is probably a bit more inter- in- interesting than Tony Blair's span as Prime Minister, to be perfectly honest, and probably a bit more of an impact. D- depending if you're uh, into the, um, you know, war- the war against terror that he joined illegally with George Bush. Depends yeah. if that flows right or not. Yeah, I'm not looking... I won't be seeking to impress those people in the future. I'll be seeking to impress the same kind of nerds that I try to impress in this lifetime. So, what would be the point in being frozen? I'm, I'm just saying... You'd have less be... competition in impressing the nerds. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I pose a suggestion for you, John. Which one? Uh, well, either or. Um, so, John, you get cryogenically frozen. I can, I can I have your guitar? I mean, he'll be frozen. You can have what you want. <laughs> can I take his wife? I think that's up to her. No, I'm <laughs> if that's the rules. But if you get cryogenically frozen, I become an AI that waits around for my robot body. I then take over the world as in my giant robot body. And what's that? There's only, there's only one person we know that can stop him. Guess what we're living? Demolition Man. They bring you <laughs> back to stop me. <laughs> Wait, so it's like a reverse Terminator. We send John Connor forwards in time to destroy Matnet. Yeah, exactly. I'm the only one who knows your weakness because I knew you when you were a human being. <laughs> I know what we do. What we do is we pour uh, we pour Strongbow in his server. Drink will be his downfall. No, you play you play all of the unedited episodes of the podcast at once at me, and that is going to be the third film that we direct. <laughs> <laughs> Are we only on three? Yeah, I think so. We've got um, Ninjas in Paris. Ninjas in Paris. There was what was the second one? I don't know, but it was at my expense. I remember that much. Uh, tweet us if you can remember what the second film was. Or drop us a text if you don't have Twitter and you're 50% of our listeners that we know on a personal basis. Um, <laughs> and then the third one is Demolition, Matt. <laughs> so, oh, dear. Um, wait, who's, who's winning this one? I, I, I've got two, two involved in the, um, in the movie plot. <laughs> that, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't decide that. Right, uh, run, run the the best scenario of all of your family and friends dying within your uh, space of existence. He's fairly competitive. It means he'd have won. <laughs> also, if I'm frozen, I don't I don't necessarily have to witness it. You know, the, I don't true. think there's anything worse than seeing a good family member, you know, come down with a, a really bad disease that perhaps waste them away and having to witness that uh at least i spare myself that probably... i don't think there's anything that's going to beat that so i might have to give the the win to future armor slash john Woo! What? being a transformer we know you'd be and plus we, if... we know you we know we know you'd, you'd, be, evil. you'd, be, a, you'd be a vending machine but or if I... a coffee machine that dispenses people decaf or but also if i'm if i'm, if I'm an ai essentially that lives on the internet. I've got access to all of that information all at the same time. Surely I'd be able to come up with so many more cures and advancements in technology and medicine. So I could potentially prevent all of these people from dying. I didn't dying. say be a super AI. I say you just exist on the internet. 
Oh, You'd okay. still be you. Would be super, super smart. Oh, okay. Like transcendence, but nowhere near as scary. Hmm. <laughs> I, I, I mean, and you don't have to watch them die, but I do feel that's a bit of a. It's a double-edged sword. That's like saying, oh, I don't really mind if someone I love dies, as long as I don't have to watch it happen. Because you would be unfrozen and instantly be told everyone you've ever loved is dead. So I think I think he just assumed that when he got told it was twenty thirty. No, it was thirty thirty-five. <laughs> oh well, I don't think my younger brother's around anymore. But you might have like great 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 grandchildren. And they're scientists. You hope. You don't know how diluted your DNA will be by then. <laughs> yeah, I can see my children making rogue choices. So can I. I can see both of you making rogue choices. And you know what? There's one thing you could do to stop your children making rogue choices, John. Terminator Godfather around <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, the last question I'm going to ask you um, is very close to my heart. Um, is it about your oh, lungs? God. No, no. Sorry, I've been chewed. Um, but just to confirm, did I lose? Yes. Damn. Because I thought of you being around in possibly a Transformer is terrifying. No, I, I prefer Terminator Godfather now. That's definitely um, that's a solo film I'm going to work on. You can't have that one. <laughs> okay, right. Uh, <clears throat> the next one is... Uh, would you rather be gifted? Shut up, dog! No one's talking to you. This week's Would John Rather filmed in front of a live studio audience. Eat your duck and leave me alone. Play with you in ten minutes. Okay, um, would you rather be gifted a 3D printer or a llama? They cost about the same, so if you're going to sell it, you get the same amount as the other one's value. <laughs> they cost have about the have same. into that? Obviously, because that's my dilemma. D- that's your dilemma. <laughs> Way. Matt wins. <laughs> um, uh, what if I, I I think a 3D printer and I'd immediately use it to make a digital llama out of plastic resin. That's that yeah. wouldn't that wouldn't be a digital llama. That would be a physical llama. No, I mean it would it would have a digital brain that I'd have to have I'd have to pay for that, but it would have all the mechanisms of a working llama. Right. John, I don't think you quite grasp the concept of what a 3D printer is. It, it prints parts. Yeah, but out it... of plastic. Yeah, and I'd put them together in the shape and creates, of a llama. And create sentience. <laughs> no, it would just be, so it's a, be a llama that I could turn off. I could turn it off when I'm not interested. So it's it's just like one of those, you know, the robot puppy toys that get boring after you play with them for five minutes. But a llama on a scale of one to one. Uh, sort of. In my head, it was better than that. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna sick my real llama. I'm gonna train it to attack faux llamas and bring it <laughs> round. The great thing is about a 3D printer is you can make another one. Well, here's the question, John. Have you have you looked into it this far? What's more expensive, the um, items? The, the, yeah, the upkeep. So like the like I can't think of the materials. I guess you use paper on a normal printer, so you must use something in 3D printer. Is yeah, it more expensive? The that you print. 
Yeah, so is the plastic fairly expensive? And if so, is it more expensive than feeding a llama and the vet's bills and things like that? Well, it depends how much you print. If you want to have a good time with your with your 3D printer, then you're obviously going to take a lot of energy and consumables. So there if it's is... something you're going to be interested for in a week, it's not going to cost you that much. But a llama you'd be interested in for a long time. and Because, yeah, it will come back to you and go, hey, look, I'm a llama. And then... And then you... Every year, I can shave the llama and can make ponchos and sell them. So I'll get some of my money back there. I can hire him out for rides at kids' birthday parties. So there's, you know, some more money back. You can definitely make money with a 3D printer, though, because you could manufacture all sorts of things and sell them. Depends whether you could sell the item for more than it costs to produce. Well, depends on its use. but, But I'm pretty sure that... Factory, I know what you're thinking. That pro- factories that produce goods and materials that people use in the Western world probably make more money than oh. llama farmers in South America. Oh, I, I want to be a llama farmer. I, I, I don't have any facts to back that up, but <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a hunch. Uh, then that is not admissible in court. It's uh, speculation. <laughs> You've got to speculate to accumulate. Plus, llama milk's got to be a thing as well. Or maybe I'll just have a stud llama. Yeah, do you have a male llama or a female llama? I think he's definitely a no, male llama. Dog. No, 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 no. Sorry, guys. My, my dog is starting to... Oh, hold on. Real this back. is going to be an interesting episode to edit. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I will leave the noises in of John brutally beating his dog. <laughs> So did you find out a winner between the two of you? Yeah, we decided <laughs> that I would win because llamas are real things that are much better. Okay. And John, what was your gracious player out? How did that go? Uh, I, I, Sadly, I lost the argument, but I came up with a number of inventions that I would print, like uh, secret... Uh, back doors to cupboards there'd be a big insert that i would print so you've already got a wooden cupboard you print another cupboard that's slightly smaller than your wooden cupboard but it's got a little door in the back and that's where you stash your coke like like a secret secret um a fake bottom on a drawer which we yeah, we, exactly. we went we went backwards and forwards about how that's a pretty solid uh, business idea um and then we we got discussing the the ins and outs of whether something a living material is better than inanimate material and it got me thinking about well just the general conversations we've had about pets in general and i think john i mean you obviously agreed because that's how we came to this conclusion but he decided it would be funnier to watch my llama eat a hamster at a pet play date than it would be to 3d print off torture devices for the animal because um, that was a bit too sadistic even for him. Yeah, um, I get that. So yeah. it's a very yeah. small rank you'd have to build for a hamster. Very small gears. Yeah. Whereas a llama chewing on a hamster, as much as it's horrific, it's no more horrific than an iguana eating a hamster, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we're all in agreement, llama wins. Whoever picked llama. Yay! 
John, are we in agreement? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you saying that so you don't have to ask questions next week? No. No, we had a long, hard discussion about the pros and cons of mass production in a one-man, you know, mum and dad's uh, production company versus having a, a pet and living a bit more of the rural life. And we agreed that probably uh, better to... At some point, you want to jump in, John, and help me? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, mass manufacturing has got the human race quite far, but it's probably going to lead to, ultimately, to the destruction of our planet. So we're probably all better off returning to an agricultural lifestyle where we look after llamas. Uh, So in the short term, the 3D printer would be really helpful. uh, And, you know, a lot more... You'd probably make a lot more money, but in in a time when money no longer matters because uh, llamas are currency. Yeah, nuclear holocaust and all that, and llamas llamas can help fetch things over long distances. They're like camels, but in uh, mountainous environments. And also, you'd, you'd only have the 3D printer for so long before. I mean, you'd, you'd start off, you'd do printing of you know children's toys and various uh, furnishings and models and bits and pieces but eventually you'd realize that you could use the same amount of input but get out things that are worth more but unfortunately the things that are worth more would be things like guns and that's that's a slippery slope because then do you you start to become an arms dealer you'd make a lot more money but ethically it's wrong and there's there's nothing that ethically ethically wrong as long as you're treating it right of owning a llama so we just agreed it was better all for the environment and the planet and, and us as a species, really, didn't we, John? Yeah, absolutely. It's very forward of you two. I'm very proud. Very proud of you both. Thank you. I'm very proud of us both as well. So two, two on to Matt in a, in a strange turn of events. And everyone's, everyone's happy this episode. Does this mean you're now going to get a llama instead of a 3D printer? Because that's the way you set <laughs> up this question. <laughs> You made it sound like you had exactly enough money and you were only allowed to spend it on one of those two things. It was a, no, it was a hypothetical because um, originally I, I saw a thing flag up on social media saying the new iPhone is this much money or with the same amount of money you could buy a llama. I was like, oh, that'd be really cool. I went, hang on a minute, 3D printers are that much money as well. And I went, oh, I'm not a fan of iPhones. I don't need a phone that costs more than my first car, but which one would I rather have? Because I looked at 3D printers and went, oh, they're a bit too expensive for us to have as a toy. And then I got stuck with, well, they're the same value, which would be more fun. And as it happens, I've now got a dog that will eventually be almost the size of a llama when it's fully grown. <laughs> so my decision's made for me. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening very much, folks. I said the correct words in the wrong order then, didn't I? But either way, we'll pretend no one noticed. I think they get this, the gist. Yeah. This has been Would John Rather. I've not been John. I have been John. Did you forget Uh, which one you were then? (laughs) Yeah, it was tricky. Uh, Well, I'm going to go print my... Speaking of it's tricky, when's when's your first single dropping? It's... I think it's coming out soon. Okay. I've just been getting a lot lot of tweets and messages asking me when it's finally dropping. People are getting impatient. People are getting thirsty. Well, it's... It's a it's a collaboration amongst three people, and uh, <laughs> one of them's Tupac. 
He's he's not responding to any of my text messages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the demo is out there. It just it needs some polishing. Okay. It's a backing track. We've got the raw. We've got the the garage sessions. Yeah, the garage sessions. It does already exist. Leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll enter you into a competition. And I will personally send you a copy of the garage sessions <laughs> if you win, if you win the competition. There we go. Let's get is some that, reviews on iTunes. Is that a promise or a threat? <laughs> I'd say it's a promise because people won't leave a review if they don't want that copy. Oh, I thought that people were going to leave a review and leave their mate's email. <laughs> wow. Harsh. He can he can sing. He just can't dance. That's true. His dancing is a borderline criminal offence. <laughs> <laughs> John, you need to tell everyone who you are so we can get this show on the road. And by on oh. the road, I mean finished. <laughs> I, I'm John and apparently I'm procrastinating the whole episode. See you next time. It's a bit harsh, John. Your dancing's not that bad. Well, the police, <laughs> the police weren't called, but he got kicked out of the club.